What's up, guys? This is episode 169 of Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. I'm here with Adam. This week, we watched Tenet. I'm going to go back. Yeah. I'm going to go back and watch it. I mean, Adam, did you say episode 169 or are we at 196? We're at 196, my bad. <laughs> I was in another place. When I looked at the number, I was like, oh, yeah. I flipped it. But, um,. You're in, we were inverted. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go through. Was it, was it the turn, turnaround, roundabout, what they call it thing? The turnstile. The turnstile. I'm gonna go through the turnstile and I'm gonna sit down and watch this movie in reverse. That way I can see all the reverse scenes, you know. Forward. Yeah. I'm gonna sit behind me and watch me watch it in reverse. (laughs) With a gun up to your head. It's like, what the fuck? This is weird. Just keep watching, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, we finally watched it. Yes, and I watched this movie through like your little uh, COVID-riddled mind. <laughs> yeah, COVID brain. So that's what I told Adam after I'd finished watching the movie. I was like, "All right, you know how hard to understand sometimes Christopher Nolan movies are already." Yeah. So you got, you know, hard to understand times one for Chris Nolan. And then you got COVID times one. So it's double as hard to understand. Mm-hmm. We call it crane. And, yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, dude, the whole time I was watching it, fi- there was a point where I finally quit trying mm-hmm. to like piece every little thing together. Just ride it. And, and just like I nodded and smiled, yeah, the whole rest this of the movie. Happening. Yeah. Oh, when, before you got on, Trav, I'm over here. Like, all right, I got to make sure that I understand what was happening in this yeah. movie. Adam. <laughs> I had, you know what I'm saying? I pulled like, a swat had, board out, cut my webcam <laughs> on. Yeah, it was it was one of those because on top of me fucking being just like COVID drunk. Yeah, it's drunk. like. So shit's going forwards and backwards at the same and, time. Yeah. And motherfuckers are existing in multiple places at multiple different times. Yeah. Like, but I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, man. And, and I, I remember you saying that when you were watching it, so been warned and the actors were like, we didn't know what the fuck was happening. When we were making this movie. <laughs> so I knew that. And when I was watching it, I locked it in, you know? Yeah. I was like, all yeah, right, right, we got to take in everything. I'm over here taking notes. I was like, red sleeves, you know? Yeah. Can't right. Read outside. I've never, this is like, what a cool what way to what do is time it, travel. Um, we, uh, we live in a twilight world. That's what he said. What did he say? No he was like, what is that? So and so. So in Christopher Nolan's world, you're in in order to travel back in time, you got to do it in real time. Yes. And that's really cool. Yes. Instead of just walking through something and popping out at another date. Yeah. You have to like travel backwards. Yeah. You got to rewind the tape. Which is like, it's crazy. It it is. I never would have thought of that. Well, it's crazy to think about because it's like, I mean, the the whole 
idea of time travel is to save time, mm-hmm. right? It's like a shortcut. But if you have to go through it real time, yeah, full time, real time, like depending on how far you want to go back. Yeah, that's like if you want to go back to like when you were five and you're 40. Yeah. That's 35 years of just like waiting around. Mm-hmm. Lonely with the fucking mask on. Well, you know, when they get into it in the movie, so the main character, what was his name? Was it Miles? What was his name? The black the guy? Name. Yeah. They called him protagonist, didn't they? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if they ever said his name, but... I don't think they did. Well, nobody got too close. You don't want to yeah. know too much about people. So we find out that he's the one that started the company. He's the guy mm-hmm. that's been saving the world the whole time. So a future version of him had to go back pretty far, you know, yeah. to do all that. Um, You know, to even go back and do all these missions with uh, Robert Pattinson's character, Neil. Trav, did you read it? I saw something online where... You know, they think that Neil is the little boy. Did you see that? Mm-mm. I thought that was interesting. Well, like his name's Maximilian. They said if you flip like the end of it, you know, it comes out Neil. Like, um, and the the scientist that he first meets when she's showing him the reverse bullets, mm-hmm. they think that's the scientist that created the the device in the future because she had been studying it all those years up until that point. So they think that she's the one that, that made the whole thing since she was the closest to it, you know, and they, and that was one of those things they didn't let too many people have access to. But yeah. Which is like, which is crazy. Like if that's fucking, if, if little Patty was the boy that the chick was dropping off, like what the fuck? Yeah, I want to Yeah. His, what's his story? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, holy shit. Well, and maybe that, you know, like he was, he was right there with him trying to save the woman, which would have been his mother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then here's, here's another thing with that. Okay. I'll say, oh, okay. I was going to say, what'd she know what he looks like, but he's in his thirties. So no, you know, <laughs> right, so he would yeah. have had to travel back pretty far. I did see a chart with him and there's like seven of him floating around. I mean, he's fucking, he's hit the turnstile quite a few times. There's a patents and swap board. He's all over the place. (laughs) I got to see this thing, you know, Mm -hmm. is in one of these like forward, backward versions of him on a fucking Island somewhere with, uh, Willem Dafoe. I'll try to, (laughs) (laughs) he goes back to keep himself from spilling his beans. (laughs) Dude. He would have to go back so fucking far I to mean, go back that far. You know what I mean? Let me ask y'all this. So when you go back that way, since everything's going in reverse around you, so so like you're not supposed to be there. So you're not going to age like in reverse. You're going to keep aging. You're going to be you, right? Because you came from the uh-huh. other side. Then there's another version of you there that's going forward, of course. But when they were going back, I was like, so I was thinking, I was like, well, if you go back 20 years, do you like, as you go, because, but then here's the thing, like, and then you're like, no, because you went through the thing and everything's in reverse. There's another version of you there, but they, but maybe it does work that way because they healed her by taking her through it. Right. Well, I thought the whole idea of it healing her by taking her through it 
was because she got shot with one of those bullets. Yeah, and they said if you get hit with that, you're done. She had three hours left, so they took her back through the thing, which would reverse it, right? I mean... I don't know how that works. You saw the scar that it left when it hit her. Yeah, I mean, it fucked her up. Yeah. So... But they used that to heal her. Well, that and the dude needed to think that future her was dead... Because if he knows that there's another version of her, that could have been her on the boat. You know, he didn't know that was her. He thought future her was dead. Yeah. So you kind of had to do that. He needed to think that she was dead. But anyway, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack. (laughs) A lot. Trav, you said you had a theory. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Um, it's a work in progress. Let me pull up my note here. Oh. Welcome back to New It's very brief, but just, just hear me out, okay? All right. And this is just Nolan shaping the setting of his, like, in-universe. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, none of these movies reference each other. None of them have to. This is purely my opinion, and take it with a grain of salt. All right. Nolan Universe, all right? We start with Memento. Mm-hmm. Memento introduces the overall narrative styles that will be seen in future movies. It's the loosest piece of the puzzle, but it shows you that, dude, that we have characters that are going on this short-term memory, and like, like his main character is piecing everything together. And we get yeah. this crazy reverse order film yeah. that's eerily reminiscent to the style of Tenet later on. Like, Tenet's a more refined version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much as really in canon or whatever, but it's there. And like I said, it's the loosest piece, and here's the loosest connector that's more opinion than fact. So, assume that dude is on the infinite loop, constantly hunting down someone he called a long time ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Someone's bound to pick him up and get caught. Yeah. There has to, you know, it has to exist that that happens and that this dude's going to be psychologically studied by scientists, which are what 90% of Nolan's films go on to be consisted of. Cut to Inception. Humans have figured out how to alter consciousness in dream states. This introduces the dream machines. What if those researchers that were researching Homeboy from Memento was researching other people and they were already working on how the mind works? We take a small leap and we're at another point in the story. They figured out how to get in your head and do Inception. All right. Now, instead of going in release order, I'm going in what would be a chronological order based off their technological advancement. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We go from inception. We have the we have the people who created the dream machines. The whole thing were cobs. And and keep in mind, these stories are all self-contained. They are not referencing you know any of this. It's more of the background that is interwoven as opposed to the narratives of each film. Instead of cutting the Interstellar from uh from uh Inception, we cut to Tenet. Tenet introduces the turnstile, which is what would be the next great advancement from being able to get inside your dreams and stuff. 
that if that company kept pumping out technology and scientists kept figuring stuff out, logically, in Nolan's world, the turnstile would be something of the next step. Mm -hmm. It allows time or entropy backwards a leap from the dream, and it's a leap from the dream. It's technologically a leap from dream machines. Sorry. But now here's where we get more. This is where it kind of weaves a little tighter together. In Tenet, the future timelines implied that it has resources problems and that World War III breaks out. World War III is prevented, but nothing's ever brought about the resources issue. They said they had limited resources. Things were kind of going to shit. Now we jump to Interstellar. Takes place further in the future, with future humans advancing to have the capabilities to open wormholes, as well as achieving interdimensional manipulation via the Tesseract and and Cooper's journey through the film. The resources problems are the driving factor. So, overall, all of Nolan's films are working up to humanity getting a point where an apocalypse has happened, and we're seeing how society is advancing along the way. Yeah. Well, it's, you see how society has advanced along the way, but like, what does that advancement mean whenever it's really not solving any of the core problems within our own society? Because who gives a fuck if you can go forward or backwards through time, if you don't have food to eat? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like who so cares? Were, so, so obviously, and and in the, in the, in Nolan's fictional universe, the turnstile would be something that obviously gets used. All this shit happens, but once that's that, once we see each movie being the defining moment in each of these little eras, like a significant point, you know what I mean? Yeah, it would it would make sense that eventually they're like, yeah, we had the turnstile, we used that shit, it wasn't worth the fuck, we got rid of it, right? Because I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a, it's a connection there. Yeah. No, I, I'm seeing what you're saying and, and I like it. And I like the idea because like, think about it. People have more or less done the same thing with uh, Tarantino's films, right? They've went through and they've made this like dirty flow chart of like how all Tarantino's fa- films um, link up together and what, which, I mean, there's a lot of obvious, you know, connections in his films where, you know, this character and this character know this character, blah, 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 blah. But um, but I like the idea of taking the Nolan universe itself and combining it, but using technology as the thread, the thread line through all of his. I mean, even to even Memento, like to a, to a specific degree, because, I mean, it's they weren't really messing with any type of technology or anything like that. It's just like, but it establishes, it establishes the, the, these really unique situations in his universe. Yeah. Like, like if, like if one wanted to, to go even further, let's cut to the prestige. That can Mm -hmm. be another evidence or another, just another thing to show you that, some of the theories and concepts that he's using in his films are more are absolutely figurative and or not figurative, but literally, literally in his universe. 
the yeah. whole concept of Tesla's uh, work and the prestige and everything. And I know these are some of his stuff is adapted. That's why it's more of his original works as an in-universe. But the way he vaguely has done his other stuff, you could lump them in as well. Yeah. Uh, because you're also thinking about in Nolan's world, there happens to be a Gotham City and there happens to be a Batman, but none of the other heroes of the DC Universe are present. Like, it's just a weird thing that's there. This guy decided to be a crime fighter for X amount of years because of something that happened, and then he stopped. Yeah. And then that was that. Yeah. Nah. Because because in the Nolan universe, the saga of Batman ends whenever he defeats Bane and saves the day, you know. Yeah. Moves to Paris with Catwoman. <laughs> right. Shari. Yeah. Shari. But um but no, nah, I like it, dude. And if it's not out there, you should put it out there before somebody else does. But it's just, it was just something that I kept getting pulled back to as I tried to chew on tenant. Yeah, and and I kind of had some of those similar, but I could not I couldn't really sit down and fucking do all that heavy thinking on that stuff. Not after watching the movie and in the current mind state that I'm in, but I, I felt that way while I was watching it. And after it went off, I'm like, there's more here. And it also contributes to more overall in his everything. Yeah. But can we, can we at least admit, because I enjoyed the film. I I really did. And, And I think I know, what we're all going to rate this movie. Um, But I think with all that aside, with all of the the stuff that's good, we also have to all agree that this is two and a half hours of a mess of a movie. Like it is so all over the place that once you, once you vaguely can wrap your head around what this scene has told you, we're going to cut to this. Here's more like, it's like he gives you this he gives you so much information so that when we start to get the big little reveals at the end, the little like not not, not well the time loops that are kind of happening throughout this shit. Yeah. Cuz that's what's happening whenever whenever you see that chick is the one like you know when she realizes or when when the audience realizes that she saw herself jumping off the boat. Yeah. When she you know like all those little instances that can confirm that you know the turnstile is creating paradoxes. Yeah. Every time they fucking use it. Yeah. Like it gets to the point where, you know, it also reveals that protagonist is getting his ass whooped by himself. Like yeah. he's fighting himself in the turnstile. I saw like, that coming which was when the woman cool. said that um he said they got <clears throat> attacked by someone and she said it was the same person. Which seems like which seems to me too that like it was Nolan's attempt at trying to stall the uh, the foreshadowing that most people who watch any kind of time movie it only resolves so many different ways. Yeah, and for the most part, I think we've seen just about all of them. Like, and and it's not that it's bad; it's just that. The idea, the turnstile, and the way that he explains how we're supposed to perceive his time travel movie 
is what saves it from becoming just another oh yeah he was talking uh, to himself the I'm whole time yeah and i like that a lot it was awesome it was and i like the idea original. too how when they when the woman was explaining to him when they're doing the bullet scene yeah and he's like well that means stuff's predetermined and you know what about free will and she's like that bullet wouldn't have moved if you hadn't put your hand there mm-hmm. like like you have you have control over how you invert time but i just i i, I liked how they i like the approaches to it yeah there was but a lot like going the, it, on in the movie but it, it didn't it, really bother I, I, me i just kept going i mean it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like it made me go i don't like this movie but it was just it was kind of a moment where whenever whenever you're kind of in and out between being like the fan watching and then the person that's like i'm going to talk about this with some friends later yeah and you're analyzing it you know the the, the the that's the only real glaring thing is that he he uses such breakneck pacing to layer the fucking amount of information on so thick to try to throw you off from being like oh it's gonna be her because the foreshadowing of the movie it shows you a lot of shit that's like ah that's how we go full circle like when neil with all the visual cues of neil being someone that's been helping his ass all throughout the way like with the trinket and everything on his yeah yeah the little fucking thing on his backpack and shit and and i thought it was it was a cool thing at the end when dude's like look man it is what it is. I'm at the end of the journey. You're at the beginning, yeah. dog. Like, here's some we'll, River Song shit going on we'll, for Doctor uh, Who fans. We'll see each other again. We get into some stuff. And yeah, who else can pick a lock? Yeah, I, but I do understand what you mean about that, though, Trav. Because this is this is the best way that I can I can sum it up. He doesn't leave a lot of breathing room. If oh that man, makes from, sense. from 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 the opera scene at the start onward, you're just like, I gotta pay attention to this. Yeah, yeah. and and that's that's what I was telling Adam. I'm like, it's like there's not even any fucking credits or anything at the beginning. No, I just like start. as soon as that as soon as his logo pops up, the movie starts, and like, I mean, you better not go take a piss. <laughs> Well, it's like because you'll miss you something. St- yeah. Well, and you see some like crazy badass shit, and then immediately cuts to him talking to that Indian chick, or him talking to some other chick, or him talking to this person, and then it's like, okay, we're getting a lot of information right here. Bam! Nick, they're on to some other action sequence, and then that action sequence happens, and then bam, we're on to another. It's like <clears throat> there's no breathing room whatsoever there's no there's no moment in the film to just be like oh, yeah okay <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah let's you can't look at your phone yeah like, at that moment man like one of my favorite parts in the movie is the it's when the mission starts where you've got a group of people going forward and a group of people going backwards battle scene team red team blue uh, How cool was the that reverse shit? Mor- that reverse mortar fire going as they're hauling ass through the battlefield and stuff like. Yeah. Well, what was awesome there too is when one side when they shot that building, and then on the other side it reversed and then they shot it down. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. They double blew that building up. Fuck that building. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they double blew it up. And everything and was I timed mean, out. They were like, wait, wait, all yep. right, shoot now. 
And let's talk about how good his usage of the whole reverse stuff was. Like it didn't it didn't look cheap. No. And it wasn't uh, cheesy. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, and that, and also the first fight that he, when, when we first see the, the one, the one little sh- scene or shot that we've seen since the very beginning of this movie is marketing, where you see the turnstile, the bullet holes in the glass, you see, yeah, yeah, and how it weaved in and out of forward and backward shit, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was cinematically this movie was like the uh, like once again the next step and how I would assume a Nolan film would be. He yeah. absolutely fucking nails it. And then you start watching because you're like, anybody with any kind of fucking mask on their face, they're going backwards. Yeah. Once you learn that, yeah. it's like, okay. So the who, the guy is fighting in the hallway. The, there was a guy at the opera, which was fucking him, you know? Yeah. Saved his own ass. Which is nuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a the, good way the, to do it. Yeah. Well, and the level of like, of skill and just overall like having your shit together in a in a from a writing standpoint because mm-hmm. this could have easily turned to shit at any moment yeah you know what i'm saying like it could have got out of hand to where this didn't equal up or this didn't make sense and this didn't that didn't blah 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 blah. This is when you got so much going on yes keeping it all connected well, yeah, keeping it all connected, keeping it all, um, like, the continuity of everything. Yeah. Like, the whole nine yards, dude. It was, it was fucking insanity. Yeah. And, dude. like... Go ahead, man. Him, because he didn't write this with his brother. No, right? this was all him. He wrote I mean, by himself. The, the patience and the fucking steady hands required... For all of this. Pull off the procedure. I mean, he it probably took to years too, man. Like I would imagine yeah. it took him a while to write this one. Yeah. Because you think like you would have to go in and have to write every, like every little continuity yeah. thing. Well, everything you write, you got to go back and write the other side in reverse. Yes. And those two got to line yeah. up when they meet. That's yeah. like that scene where they like we're going back to the airplane because there's a fucking turn turnstile there. Yeah. That whole scene where he goes through it, comes out, grabs her, they go back in, he goes in, fights himself, pants and throws him down. He's like, motherfucker, it's you. Get out of here, you know? Yeah. And then he just kept going. And he was like, we were talking about earlier, he's like, You knew that was me? He's like, Yeah, dude, but I was, I was not gonna explain that right there on the spot. Like we were in the <laughs> middle of a mission. Yeah. We can't just like sit down and explain this shit. That's what the whole transporting the body was. That was the time to sit down and, and explain. That was like the only time the movie like chilled out a little bit. Yeah. And that was so they could explain everything that's been going on. And they did that like maybe like man, a little hour in, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're like, to, oh, okay. And it really, to me, didn't feel like it was two and a half hours. No. I mean, because once you start going... You forget about all time and space. Yeah. Reality. COVID. It goes quick. Yeah. I mean, everything melts away. So. This goes without saying, because it's a Nolan movie. Like, this ain't for everybody. No. You know? 
Not at all. Um, you know, we all know those people. If you try to sit down and watch this with them, they'd be asking you a shitload of questions. Yeah. And it's like, Luke, just watch it. Yeah. Like it, it'll explain itself if you just pay attention. And you look over there, they're fucking around on their phone and shit. It's like you can't do that. Oh, you, for sure. You've missed you fucking thirty minutes of shit already, and that you just looked at your phone for two minutes, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pay attention. I was locked in, dude. I was yeah, locked in sense. and I leaned in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you leaned I was leaned lot. on to the desk, like like <laughs> two foot from the screen, like mouth breathing. Trying right. to, I was like, okay, okay, that's happening. That's happening. When that when they when you first get the scene where um they're at the turnstile and they're on the separate side of the glass and he's gonna shoot her. Like that happens and then they go through the thing and then it plays back again and it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. This is cool. The, and hearing them like talk in reverse and they got that speaker that flips it where it comes yeah. out. And it's like, like whenever he uh, goes and fights himself in the hallway, you know, you can't understand anything. No, but you've already seen the scene. So, you know, like, and then I like how every time travel movie, dude, it's just a, an understanding that if you fucking touch yourself, you will yeah. fucking die. Yeah. That's just yeah. like standard rule right there, dude. You can't touch yourself. Yeah. Some movies you can't even look at yourself. Yeah. It'll but in this one, they that's why they had the suits. Yeah. So you don't touch yourself. Like that's a time travel suit, man. You can't come in contact with yourself. It's like how do you know? Has anybody ever done it? I mean They probably sent like a like it's like a goat through. Let him yeah. go over there and like touch yourself, you know? Hump it. Yeah. Let it go hump itself. And it just pops. It just and like, yep, can't do that. I like how that's just like a rule, though. For every time travel movie, yeah. you can't contact, you can't come into contact with yourself because it'll just shatter the fucking universe. Like, because <laughs> I'm over here like, how do we know? You don't smoke a cigarette? Like, has anybody ever tried? You know, you're like, I got a lot of shit to yeah. say to myself. Over and okay? give yourself a high five. <laughs> or you do that thing where you hit the dap and you do the bomb and you fucking blow oh up <laughs> during the stardust <laughs> I did like I'm going into this movie seeing some bad reviews and even hearing the actors where the actors were like we didn't know what the fuck was happening which dude they shot it all out of order probably yeah right he probably you kept imagine? you know kept them in the dark like yeah. Like day one, they probably shot the scene where they're splitting the fucking device up and they're like, what, yeah. you know, what's happening? Right. And then, <laughs> you know, for every scene that they shoot, they'd have to go back and shoot on the other side. So it's like today we're going to shoot the red scene. Tomorrow we're putting the blue patch on. You shoot the blue side. Yeah. I like how, um, they gave him the, like he, see, he was CIA at the beginning. Yeah. And they knew they could trust him. Because he chose death over, yeah. um, like he actually ate the pill and they like, that's how we get our good guys right there. Yeah. Like you, you were going to take death over talking and that's, that's what we need. And it was like, okay, then he's in, he's yeah. into the company that he started. So Fucking like crazy. As, at the end of the movie, when everybody splits up, he's got a lot of work to do. Oh yeah. Like he's got to go back and put all these dominoes into place. Yeah. Know, make all this happen. Like. Yep. 
fucking hats off to him. I know we talked some hard shit about Nolan recently about his stance on oh, thing. I mean, yeah, and I still feel know. that way about it, but yeah, he does but, put a lot of work into a movie. He and does. to him, he's old school, but, and to him, but can we? It's but being can in we the agree? But can we agree though that things being as they are, that helped this movie because I think if had this movie been in theaters. I think it would have been a hardcore bomb. Well, it, it did get a theatrical release. Yeah, but a during very small a pandemic one. where people weren't, yeah. yeah, man, like nowhere near the kind of numbers no, that he was no, hoping. No. He just, he not even a wind and mixed until they were like, all right, motherfucker, we'll do it. Goddamn. Now, this movie's worth seeing in theaters. Yeah. But I think we also know that this movie ain't fucking for everybody. No. That's like Not I was slightest, dude. That's I, like I was asking. I was asking Adam earlier, and I'm gonna ask you right now, Trav. Trav, sell uh, this movie to me. Explain this movie without spoiling anything to me. Good answer. Because <laughs> you I mean, can't well, really no, without no, spoiling well, anything. I mean, well, not well. Well, in a vague sense, it's like. This movie is about an agent who gets caught up in 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 time travel to try yeah. to prevent World War Three. Yeah, you could give that's them a the little best. synopsis off of. I think that's kind of what it says. That's the best explanation that anybody could come up with. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not meaning that in a bad way. It's yeah. just like, how do you explain this movie to someone without spoiling it for them, but also like making them excited to see it at the same time. Well, you got to know that you got to recommend it to the right person. I've right. been, I've been doing this though. When I do be like, just watch it. When I bring it up. <laughs> yeah, of course that goes without saying, just watch it. But I, I would say that. And I would be like, there's a point in the film where there's two groups of people on the mission. One's going forward in time. One's going backward. And usually they're either like, that sounds stupid or holy shit. That's cool. Yeah. Like I know a few people that I could recommend this to, and then like you know, there's a there's a large group of people I'm not even going to bring it up because oh, yeah. I just know they wouldn't like it. But there's a few out there. I'm pointing at the camera. You watching it? Because I'm coming for them. I'm like, yo, have you seen this movie yet? You got to check it out. What's it about? Just watch it. You'll like it. Here's the damn just watch job. It. It's a Nolan film. And most of the time, that'll snag him. Ooh, Nolan. I felt that, like, Inception vibe in the movie. And, and then I think I even saw something online. I didn't click on it and read it, because this was back before I saw the movie. But there was some there was some articles about trying to connect the two films together. Like, this movie at Inception. There were people right. like connect them, and I'm. I'd like to go back and try to find those now and see what they're saying. See what kind of the... wished I would have looked at it before we done the pod, but I didn't. I think that if it's if if Nolan were to ever acknowledge that there is in fact a connection going on, I really truly think that it's like it's just the setting. Yeah. And we're just getting glimpses of like a, a lo- like not not really a larger story going on, but just all right. 
this is how things were in Nolan's world in the 90s. Like, cause it's, you know, artistically, mm-hmm. he's kind of bringing in where he's at in the world in these films. And as you get later on in some, like, I just feel like his movies are all kind of, cause the, uh, someone as original as him wouldn't use a energy resource crisis again. Right. As the reason. Yeah. Well, what I meant by Because like, I was thinking about because I, like, like, I was like I was like this is like Yeah. Like I wouldn't recommend if if like people that I would recommend this movie to, I'd also recommend Inception. I'd be like, hey, if you like that, you'll like this one. You know, they're completely yeah. different, but I would never try to sell the, this idea of a connected world to anybody, not by any means. But I would bring it up kind of what we would like, kind of what we're doing now. But it would be like, hey, man, if you watched all of his movies, consider the following. Yeah. And it's just a fun guessing game to have, you know? Very much enjoyed it. Which, which with the way he's doing his films, I guess it's because now I want to see a movie where. It's in the future. We're not necessarily seeing full-on spectacle shit. Uh, not how you would want to perceive a Terminator film when we're finally in the future and you want to see destruction everywhere. But something to the effect of like, all right, we get a we get a Nolan movie, but now it's in the future. And how how would he go about that? Being in the the present future and altering things around him. Because he kind of touched base on that in Interstellar when we find out that humans were the people that made the wormholes and the Tesseract and yada mm-hmm. yada, and we evolved to that next level and stuff. I'd like to see a movie from that perspective where shit goes yeah. south so bad that they're like, guys, we gotta fuck the timeline up. Yeah, in Interstellar. <laughs> we tried everything the, else. You had the people Do from what? the future send them back shit to the past for them. Kind of like in this one. But see, but seeing the high stakes game going on in their time now, like what happens once they sent one trooper into the past? Like after that, there's a gunfight where somebody came in and was trying to stop that. Mm-hmm. And like maybe see a, a movie that like culminates some sort of idea. I don't know. I just, like I said, it's just a fun, it was a fun idea. I'm sure none of it's at all something that he was intending because these these movies his movies are dense like they have so much they have so much so much stuff at play from visual to philosophical like all these weird little ideas like almost every crazy deep book nolan's ever read he's like i'm gonna make a movie out of these like (laughs) they're so dense they float right (laughs) <laughs> but nah man I, it's probably going to be like another what five to eight years before he releases another film and he may not he may not even release anything you know what I mean he may be like just sit back and work well, on this, I mean, cl- clearly Tenet Tenet's release and distribution obviously has left some sort of sour taste for him yeah, it may uh may put him off, you know, and but then again, it may take him some time to find the next great, you know, s- 
sci-fi idea. So I mean, I would like for him to take another uh, crack at some sort of Dunkirk level film where he's just just yeah, telling thinking, us a really well shot period piece of branch some sort. out like maybe even do a western. You know, could you oh imagine that western like a That'd be great. Um, see him branch out, you know, like we've got a we've got a war movie, we got the sci-fi, we got a couple of sci-fi movies. Yeah. Well, he 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 does need to take he needs to he needs to take a break from espionage style films. Well, let me ask y'all this too. Speaking of espionage, I felt like this was the greatest James Bond movie. <laughs> That's never... not a James Bond film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, if this dude isn't cast as the next James yeah. Bond. Well, you're like, so that's what it's like to have a black James Bond. Yeah, exactly. Fucking awesome. I, I mean, it to me really felt like, because dude, it hit all the classic Bond tropes, right? You got the attractive woman, right? Yeah. You've got your, you've got your badass sidekick who's an exotic, nobody knows who the fuck he is, right? Mm-hmm. You're all, bouncing all over the fucking world. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah. Bounce. You could have put David Craig in any of those shots, and it's a Bond movie, dude. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only thing that differentiated this... I mean, classic Bond... This was a classic Bond villain, dude. Yeah. All the way down to the fucking accent. Well, wasn't okay? it a few years ago where there was chatter that he might do a Bond movie? Oh, Remember yeah. Remember that? yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'll do you one better. You think that this was his script for the Bond film? Possibly. Could you imagine? Bond, we never got the Bond movie. So, yeah. I bet yeah, they were like, right. time travel's a little too much. And it's like, yeah, but it's not like traditional time travel. They got a fucking, like, it's real time, bitch. You know? Yeah. What if this was his fucking script? What if this was his fucking James Bond script? He just went in there and doctored up a little yeah, things here and there. Because it did feel like yeah. a Bond movie. It did. Like after, like while we were sitting there talking just now about him making other movies, I was about to say he could do a Bond movie. You know, we talked about it before. It's like, well, shit, he just made one. <laughs> I guarantee you, because he was going to do the Bond movie. He was going to write it, direct it without his brother. You know the, the, he's having he's been working on the script for years. There's no way he wrote this shit in like a year. I I just don't see that happening. Like he's had to have been working on uh, at least five years. At least man. that makes sense though, because like all the scenes, man, like sitting around in the suits. Yeah. You know the, all the the yachts. Yeah. The fast car. You know the hell. It almost looked like fucking casino royale. Like. Yeah. The right. One that was that was that. Um, I can't remember the one that was after that. Quantum Solace. Yeah. Just those big shots of, you know. Yeah. Yachts and shit. And then, like, how James Bond was that fucking heist? Yeah. When they hijacked real. the truck? Yeah. It's like, well, we, why don't we just pull the truck over so the truck can't stop moving? Or they fucking, they roll in. It was, it was like, And they were, like, in London, right? Or somewhere? I, I think it was, like, so. Russia or something. It was something sketchy. Because they were speaking a, a different language. He's like, I thought you could speak it. He's like, that's not what they're speaking. It's in reverse. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I give it a star, man. 
full fucking star from me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it a full star as well, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it, even though the first time I watched it, I was just... I mean, you don't under... I had a whole list of shit, Trav. And I was like, let me see if I understood this correctly, okay? Okay, mm-hmm. so this chick made this device that was able to do all this crazy shit with time, but she was like, fuck this, and went back in time and hid pieces of And Adam's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> licking my fingers. <laughs> yeah, that's tasty. That's what happened. And they Dude. used the guy, the bad guy in the movie, they used him to gather all the pieces for him. Yeah. He got all the pieces together. They they like neat. They were like, oh, and the hell they helped him with a few of them. Like they gave him the last one. It's like, why would we give it to him? And they're like, well, now he's got them all. So we just show up and take them, right? Well, we don't have a team big enough for that. Oh, you got two teams. Yeah. You got red team and you got blue team. And, and one of them already knows what happens. Yeah. And one team does it. So yeah. fuck the hell. <laughs> you know? But. That was cool when they were, we were talking about it earlier when, whenever the other team lands and they see each other going in and out on both sides. Yeah. You know, they see them hurt, got a guy on a stretcher and on yeah. the other side, you see the same thing, them going in, them coming out like, and it's like, it set was, your fucking watch, dude. Everything's got to be on time. Yeah. Just little stuff like that, man. It's just a spectacle. And I love how, you know, dude's awe was our awe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're right there in it with him, trying to figure it out right along with him. So Yeah, like, that was good that they did that. Yeah, yeah. Instead of him just knowing everything. Yeah, and you're kind of the treated whole time him like are. he was the audience. Like, yeah, yeah. Then you get to so. the end, it's like, all right, now you know everything. Go back and make it happen. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you get a... Uh, uh, you finished the main mission. Now you got to do all the side quests. Great. But you got time travel. Well, there you go. Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, I enjoyed the I hell out of it. Yeah. Like I said, I think I'm going to go over there and watch it with my grandmother when I get to feeling better. Yeah, and see, now watching it that second time and knowing everything that happened so you got to piece that together. Yeah, you can just sit back because you're like, well, you know how it plays out. So then you could like really right. just watch it. Yeah, I think she'd enjoy it. All right, y'all want to hear a little uh, movie news here? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got. Um, Chris Pine knows Rogue Squadron story. Will he lead Patty Jenkins' Star Wars movie? Um, there's a quote down here. It says, I had spoken to her about not my involvement, but the story. She talked to me about it. It sounds really, really great. But I'm ecstatic for her. Excited for what she's about to embark on. If there's anyone that can reimagine and breathe fresh new life into it, it's her. Um, so really all I wanted to bring up on this was Chris Pine. He looks good in, in spaceship. I mean, we've seen him in yeah, one. He's tried it on a few times. <laughs> yeah. So 
I mean, what do you think? Will that be too much on the nose? For the or... crossover? Going from yeah. Star Trek to... I don't know. I think he'll I mean, do a good job. I think he would be fine if they casted him. No, yeah. they really may they really may not. But I mean I don't see why. But he they does know the story. Yeah. They so. they don't like to just tell people that shit. Yeah. It's like Fort Knox over there. I know, right? So I'm I'm cool with it because I mean I feel like and this may not be this may not be real at all, but mm-hmm. I feel like Chris Pine has been holding out of, on that um Star Trek news. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, the way that I see it is if he wasn't holding out on Star Trek news, then why would he not be in something other than Wonder Woman? Yeah. Like like a Marvel property, something that actually people give a fuck about? Well, and now we uh, know they're not going to make any more Star Trek movies right now. Yeah. So, we read the article where they're like, yeah, we're just going to do the TV for a little bit. Yeah. So it's time to move on, Chris. And I guess the best place to move on is a galaxy far, far away. Yep. Trade in one spaceship for another. I can see him <laughs> hopping out of that ship, dude. With the helmet. Yeah, I could. And, you know? I think, I think that his personality. Yeah. And like his, um, his like. Wag. Yeah. He's very eccentric too. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But not in a bad way. No, he's just no, very. No. Mm, so, uh, <laughs> I think that that would help, help the character as well. So in the show. Yeah. So fuck it. Let like, him oh, do they it. got Chris Pine. Ooh. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if he's a fan of star Wars, which I can't imagine that he's not, but if he's a fan of star Wars, then surely to God, that he can maybe talk some sense into this chick. If there's any like sideways weird movements happening. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that would be nice. She needs someone to keep her grounded, especially at star Wars camp, because if, if, if there's no one there to ground her, then like people are going to be taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be like wonder woman and fucking star Wars and fuck that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of wonder woman, Trav, have you seen Wonder Woman? No, but it, my my youngest is watching it right now, so I've been hearing it off and on. So everybody that I've seen post anything about this movie said that it is the cheesiest piece of dog shit fucking superhero movie they've ever seen. Sounds like fight words. Um, like everybody that I know personally that's watched it has had like zero good things to say about it. And then when you go on Twitter, it's a lot of people that's like, oh, diminishing returns. And it's like, well, no, the first one was dog shit too. It just had a very hot woman as the lead. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You think they went a little too far with the cat woman? I think they went a little... kind of cheesy in the trailer, I mean. I think they went a little too far praising what the first movie did not do, which was being a good movie, period. <laughs> and then now they're going back and watching the sequel, and they're like, they're getting exactly what they wanted, which in reality wasn't anything that they wanted. That's what I think. 
So I just wanted to throw that out because I didn't know if you had heard any reviews or heard anybody that had watched it or anything, Trav. But no, people... I haven't, haven't had a chance just yet. So yeah. <clears throat> so well, we were going to yeah. watch it this week, but we pushed it back. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. If I watch that shit under Corona, Corona brain. Yeah. Mm-mm. I might have went and play. I might have went and played in traffic, dude. You go to sleep, you wake up, you've got pneumonia. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got to go to the hospital. You know, it's <laughs> like, what the, what did you do? I watched Wonder Woman fucking 1984. They're like, oh, that's the problem. I'm like, yep. I do want to know why Chris Pine is back in it. So. That's like the only thing like I'm interested in. I'm like, why, why, you know, like how? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see yeah, if I'm... it's as good as, is he a clone? What is he? I don't know. I don't know. It man. does have fucking Mando in it. I'd be a clone. I think he plays the president, right? I think so. I mean, he does have president swag after yeah. the ending of that last episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Richard Donner confirmed to uh, come back and do Lethal Weapon 5. At the start of this, uh, this year, back when we had no idea of the trials and tribulations that would befall us, it was confirmed that a fifth Lethal Weapon movie was in development. Well, we finally have some more good news regarding the continuation of the hugely popular action franchise with original Lethal lethal Weapon director Richard Donner now confirming that he will return to helm Lethal Weapon 5. This is the final one. It's both my privilege and duty to put it to bed. It's exciting. It's exciting, actually. It's the last one. I'll promise you that. Richard Donner, who will be 91 by the time Lethal Weapon 5 begins production, also confirmed that the upcoming installment will be the last one in the franchise, leaving him with no choice to return to the director's chair and finish what he started way back in 1987. So, hey, man, I love Mel Gibson. Yeah. I love fucking... I love him. Yeah, I mean, you got to bring everybody back, of course, right? I see Uh, see them all coming back. They're like, it's the last one. Yeah, Got a nice little check coming to you. Like, come on, they're they're both fixing to retire. Mm-hmm, yeah, and that's the running thing. Is like, you know, He's Danny like, We're Glover really too old for this shit. You know, <laughs> well, Danny Glover's like, I should have retired twenty years ago, and then you know, you have the running gag is like, we're going to retire at the same day, and it's like, well, you pick my day to retire, like. Mel Gibson put his retire, you know, his retirement notice in, and then dude sw- swoops in behind him and puts it in on the same day, you know. Yeah, because they always ha- have a running gag. Or Danny Glover's still working. Mel Gibson Riggs is retired. I mean, that'd work. <laughs> and he's like, or they're coming out of retirement. Oh, they got a break back. Tagline. <laughs> they're coming out of retirement. Yeah. Oh man. But hey, man, I love all the lethal, lethal weapon flicks. So one more, one last yeah, lethal weapon film. I'm cool with it. And I picture like now. Well, by the time the movie comes out, 
34 years later or yeah. 35. <laughs> um, I picture Danny Glover may be maybe be the captain of the damn place. Like he just seemed like captain material, you know, like, Oh, he might be. He's like, Riggs. Yeah, since he's old, you know, cause he's, he can't get out there and run around like he used to. Yeah. And then like, maybe they're mm-hmm. fighting like some corrupt officers in the thing or, you know, they find some yeah. corruption in the damn place. And they have to, they have to pull their guns back out. Yeah. We'll see. Richard Donner's got quite a spread though. Of he does. He's put dude. out his, uh, yeah. National treasure. I mean, when you start going through his catalog, dude. Yeah, you might like, as oh, well. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And he did Radio what? Fire. What? You yeah. know? <laughs> what has he put out? You know? Directed Scrooge. I mean, Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk, dude. Conspiracy Theory. Maverick. Got the Superman movies, like. Yeah. What a crazy career. And he's 91. Oh, let's not forget. Um, um, the... Oh, shit. I already forgot. Was it the Omen? No. <laughs> he did a lot of TV before he oh, got into movies. Here it is. The Goonies. Oh, yeah. Goonies, man. Yeah. That was Class. a good crack at doing like a uh, Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Because it he always felt like a damn maverick. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. He did the toy. He did the toy. The one with Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He did the Omen, Superman, Superman 2, the toy, Lady Hawk, the Goonies, Lethal Weapon, Scrooge, Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, Radio Flyer, Lethal Weapon 3, Maverick. He did Assassins. Did I ever see that? I, I did. That. Uh, it's uh, Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas. Mm. <laughs> what a pair, though. Yeah. Are they like right. working together? Uh, it says professional hitman Robert Roth, Robert Rath wants to fulfill a few more contracts before retiring, but unscrupulous, ambitious newcomer hitman Miguel Bain keeps killing Wrath's targets, so they got to reluctantly work together. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Why is Antonio Banderas, like, always sweaty? <laughs> you know what I mean? His hair is always the, wet, like... He's Hispanic. I know, but I mean, that, come on. <laughs> he's just always sweating, dude. He's like, well, I mean, it's pretty hot. If I was, if I lived like that close to the equator, I would have the same, the same problem. You know, he did timeline, which was, uh, that one was kind of, yeah, the poster looks cheesy. I can look at that poster and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to see that. So timelines based off of a Michael Crichton novel. Paul Walker. And yeah, and it's got Paul Walker in it and Gerard Butler. And like these people go back in time. Uh huh. And they have to like, they get trapped there. It's, yeah, I see, you know, they're shooting arrows on the cover. It's like, yeah, I guess they're traveling. Yeah. Way back when. But 16 blocks, though. Yeah. 
I I always enjoyed this film. I don't know why. I don't know if it was most deaf. I don't think I've seen or, this. Really? I don't think so. Or all right, so no, I'm looking at the poster. I don't I've never seen Bruce Willis look like that. Let, let me break it down. Bruce Willis is old alcoholic yep. cop. He's fucking done with it. He's yeah. Most deaf is a very valuable witness. Mm-hmm. He got it. Guess how far he's got to take him? How far? Sixteen, 16 blocks. blocks. So <laughs> it's like a is it a, is it like a serious uh forty eight hours? Yes. Because you remember he had to protect a guy. Yeah. For forty eight hours until they could get him somewhere. So yeah. So I bet that sixteen blocks is fucking hell. Pretty rough, dude. Yeah. And every motherfucker on that street wants to kill most F mm-hmm. and you want to kill most F because most F puts on this, a piece this of shit. voice. No, he's got this voice mm-hmm. and he will not shut the fuck up. So like, Look at it's Bruce not bad. Hair. Yeah, I know. He's got a mustache too. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking a Tom Selleck. <laughs> Dude, the, uh, the Asian version of the poster. No mustache. Bullshit, right really? <laughs> I think it's Asian. May not be Asian. It's just a different cut of the movie. I don't know. Maybe for like Brazil or somewhere, but his mustache is uh, CGI'd off the picture. Wow. I'll save it and show you later. All right. Yeah, I've checked that out. Yeah. I think we need to do a Richard Donner week or a month because i would like to i'd like to do lady hawk Mm -hmm. i haven't watched that movie in a while while. yeah i'd like to watch conspiracy theory at some point you know Mm -hmm. um 16 blocks is good and then we've already done scrooged i mean lethal weapons its own month within itself you know what i'm saying Superman's its own month. The Omen. I mean, we can throw something else on there. Maverick. He's got plenty of them. Yeah. And that's the one, it's the Western with Mel Gibson, right? Yeah. 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 With that fucking mustache. <laughs> fucking yeah. Mr. Mustachio over here. He's a car player, dude. Yeah. It's got fucking hell of a name car player. From uh, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. She's got a southern accent. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. I was watching a documentary about her the other day. All right. So Justice League HBO Max announcement will arrive once Wonder Woman 1984 hype dies down. The Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Zack Snyder has revealed some new information about the upcoming Justice League rollout. The director says he wants Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984 to be the main focus for DC fans right now. Uh, Jenkins and Warner Brothers finally released the long-awaited sequel on Christmas Day, where it premiered in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. It's a movie that a lot of other major studios are keeping their eye on in order to see how it works out financially. As of this writing, Warner Brothers says that Wonder Woman 1984 has exceeded all previous goals that 
they may have had for it. After a few weeks, the focus will then shift from Wonder Woman to Justice League, which will premiere in four one-hour installments on HBO Max in March. The movie has been extended to over four hours, and the director is very excited for the world to finally see what he originally had in mind over four years ago whenever he was doing the movie, and then everybody got fucking crazy. So, um... I don't think it's going to take that long for all this uh, Wonder Woman hype to die. No. Because like I said earlier, everybody says that that movie's dog shit. So we'll see. I'm just interested because like they've already set it up for March. So mm. like we've got it. We've got a trailer for the Snyder cut. Like what could they do between now and March? to hype anybody else up anymore for the Snyder Cut. I mean, they could release like five more trailers, and I guess that that would, that would fucking pump people up, I guess. You I don't know, want any but more trailers. I don't either. I just want to wait until March and watch it. Yeah. So Drop like, it already. Well, what if, what if Wonder Woman does so fucking awful that they're like, we got to get the fucking Snyder cut out right now. Well, like, I can see them doing that to retain subscribers mm-hmm. for HBO Max. So they'll probably release it, you know, right at, right, you know, they they won't do it like the ass end of a billing cycle for people. Like, right. But um, so far, the Wonder Woman movie, it, it made, I think I saw like Christmas Day. It, you know, it's got, it's a $200 million budget. But Christmas Day alone, it raked in like thirty-six million in the theaters, so, right. which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you expect around thirty million, forty something. You know, yeah, in one day. So it, it definitely will make its money back. But I, I kind of hate you said in the thing like they're they're banking they're they're going to look at this for the model and it's like yeah let's not use that movie for the to decide what we're going to yeah. do for future movies. Right. Well, and because it's a, it's already an overhyped film and nobody can like predict how well that it's going to do because the first movie was so bad and everybody thought that it was so well done that they're going to cut, they're going to just cut copy and fucking redo it. The first movie made almost, I think it was around 800 million. Yeah. Yeah. So they're expecting if they can do the same shit that they did and, you know, that film and just change it up just a little bit, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Instead of like them bringing Diana to the world and having to explain to her what fucking ice cream is, we've got fucking old goofy fucking Chris Pine who's somehow back alive and it's 1984. Oh my God. He's got to you figure know? out what kind of pants to wear because I want to see him <laughs> yeah. in like one of those... Heaven's Gate jumpsuits. <laughs> what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a deep dig right there. Those That's fucking track suits <laughs> that the Heaven's Gate people wear, they're all the different colors. And... Oh, my fucking <laughs> God. I haven't thought of Heaven's Gate in goddamn years, dude. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. I am interested to see why and how they bring him back and, like, and it's got a, it's, it looks like it's some kind of 
I don't know, was he asleep all those years? Because like he just wakes up and he's there. Like Encino um, Man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like he's going from what was that, the forties or something, the thirties? When was that first one? Were they were they back further than that? It's World War One. Okay, so it was like the twenties. So he's going from there <laughs> to eighty four. <laughs> like I picture him walking out on the street and it's like party all the time, party all the time, you know? And he's like, What the fuck is this? What the fuck is that? The big old block cell phones and shit. And say you know man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta like you gotta like this is the way the world works now. Yeah. And we don't treat people of color that way. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Pop down. Yeah. I know you're from Easy. the past. But yeah, you're in the future now. <laughs> I so think we'll they want to make another Encino Man movie. Do they? Yeah. Polly I mean, Shore's how do you... campaigning. <laughs> oh, is he going to be in it? I'm, they bring back everybody that was in it. <laughs> I mean, you get Brendan uh, uh, Frazier. Frazier? Oh, my AKA God. Fat Frazier. He might lose weight for that role. Uh-huh. Or they just use his voice. Yeah. <laughs> what what would a fucking modern day Encino Man movie be oh, like? Man. What was the other? It, it's like what you know. What's a Bill and Ted modern day movie like? Well, you know? yeah, that's true. We're we're seeing it a lot more. Where they're, like, I think that's what happened. He was like, they're doing another Bill and Ted movie. Oh, you know, we got to make an Encino Man. I would rather watch an updated fucking son-in-law movie. That would be funny. Encino. Yeah, right. I was listening to yeah. a podcast and Bobby Lee said that he's like kind of good friends with Polly Shore. And he said he would go to like the Korean bathhouse with him. You know where you're going there? It's like a spa. You do the, they, you know, do the sauna. They fucking hit you with those leaves and shit. And he said every time he walks in the door, he knows that everybody's there is Korean. But he said every time he walks in, he starts singing, Chinese people are the best, and patting them on the head and shit. And he's like, they're Korean. He's like, I know. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. Dude, if I saw that, I'd be pulling my phone out, recording. I'm like, if you don't want this online, (laughs) uh, you're about to get canceled, dog. He'd be like, ooh, he's up. (laughs) But anyway. Next, we got Resident Evil movie reboot officially wraps with one final set photo. Oh, and that's the photo? Yeah, that's the photo. I know, right? It says that um, as previously announced by one of the actors, Resident Evil reboot has officially finished filming and Sony Pictures have shared a final set photo to commemorate the occasion. Studio managed to make relative quick work of its filming kickoff in early November. That's not a bad time frame for a franchise blockbuster, even under ideal circumstances. But this year has presented the industry with the opposite of ideal circumstances. Even so, the movie is in the can ahead of its expected 2021 release. The image was revealed by Sony via its official social media channels. Uh, the studio shared the final set photo, which features a clapboard and an old TV with static on the screen. Not a ton is revealed by the image itself, uh, but it does 
nod to the 90s setting, which had been previously confirmed. Applied Art FX Studio also recently shared art revealing a game-accurate zombie design as filming wrapped. The image was shared with the following caption. That's a wrap in Raccoon City, directed by Johans Roberts. So Johans Roberts is the one that's directing this stuff. Yeah, uh, have side- you seen his credits? No. Uh, 47 What's, uh, meters down. Uncaged, uh, that's a shark movie. Uh, uh, a bunch of like B movies. Oh, okay. Really. And wow. he will be directing Resident Evil coming out in 2021. Yeah. So he's going, he's going from this movie to... This is Resident Evil. Oh. Oh, I thought we were talking about Evil mm-hmm. Dead. No. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> he's done a bunch of like 47 meters down below. He did The Strangers. And I think he did like the, the sequel. Oh, the shitty one? Yeah. Pray, pray at Night. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh. We'll see, though. Mm, yeah, Everybody we'll needs see. a chance. Yeah. It says that aside from the 90s setting, 1998 specifically, it has also been revealed that the movie will be an origin story taking place in Raccoon City. Set photos have confirmed familiar locations from the game, such as the Spencer Mansion... The ensemble includes Kaya, whatever. That's Claire Redfield. We got Chris Redfield in here. Uh, we got Jill Valentine. We got Wesker. Uh, Leon Kennedy. William Birkin. So they're basically like, you know how the Mila Jehovah Resident Evil films had like almost fucking nothing to do with the f- the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like whatsoever. They introduced a couple of characters here and there, but it wasn't anything. Yeah. It looks like their idea to fix that is to overcompensate for it. And we're going to put every fucking character in the first fucking movie. All right. Which is going to be a fucking disaster. I mean, in my opinion, it's so th- going to be. Is this a, a reboot? Yes. Okay. Resident Evil Start reboot. Over. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. You're going to have Claire, mm-hmm. which is like one of my favorite characters to play with in the game. You're going to have Chris Redfield, which is a lot of people's favorite character. You're going to have Jill Valentine, which is a lot of people's favorite character. You're going to have Wesker, which is the villain, and you're going to have Leon S. Kennedy, which is like the most known fucking Resident Evil character of all time. It's like... Oh, that's right. Resident Evil was a game. Yeah. So, like, how the fuck are you going to have your four heavyweight characters from the video game be introduced in a film like... If anyone can do it, it's the 47 meters down below guy, okay? Yes, I don't <laughs> I don't get it, dude, because like, okay, it might Jill blow us away. The only way that this is going to work, all right, I'm just going to lay this out here. The only way that this is going to work 
is if you have two stories happening at the same time and you've got one that's happening in the mansion where Jill and Chris are and simultaneously you have one story happening in resident or in Raccoon City that's happening at the police station and around various parts of Raccoon City with Claire and Leon. That's the mm-hmm. only way that it's going to work. But the events don't tie together. So the events of the mansion have to happen first in order for the events in Raccoon City to happen, happen. So how is it? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Trav, what's your thoughts on it? I don't really know, man. Well, I mean, you always like Resident Evil. We watched those. We went to the theater, like, played the game. I mean, at the end of the day, I think there still hasn't been enough time since the the the, the original little set of films. To like I think it needs to. I, I think it needs to just stay in the oven a little longer, and then mm-hmm. one of these days pull it out. Because here's what you have to worry about: <clears throat> they put a movie out. It tanks. It's bad, and then they're like, "We ain't making it anymore." Yeah, because that could straight kill a franchise, man. I tell you, man, well, looking at his just, credits, is they're like, eh. I mean, some people, some would probably argue that the zombie genre is dead at the moment. No pun intended. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, but but. But we we brought it up before in the past about how The Walking Dead just it it scratched such a massive zombie itch that it's really hard for other stuff to even remotely get a footing. Like it has to be movies of the of the type, like for instance, the Sturgill Simpson one. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've got to be so out there and so removed from your traditional zombie film that. Resident Evil is heavily steeped in. Right. And I just think it... I, I don't... As far as the dude's credentials, it, I just it, I just don't know. Yeah, I was going to throw Here's, this up so y'all could see if you've seen any. I've, I've never... I haven't seen any of these movies, I don't think. What were you going to say? Well, here's how, to me... Resident Evil has always differentiated itself from like the run of the mill zombie film. And they did it in a very interesting and clever way. So when you play Resident Evil, your normal like foot soldier bad guys that you're fighting are zombies, right? Mm -hmm. And then your boss fights or your bigger creatures that you fight are like these special infected that you're always having to deal with. And to me, if they find a way, and cinematically there's a way to do it, but if there's a way to give like not as much urgency and not as much, I guess, focus or attention onto the actual zombies themselves that just happen to be around that is a minor inconvenience at the time and actually build up to some of these, because like a lot of the most memorable Boss fights in Resident Evil are these people that are infected with the T virus or the G virus or mm-hmm. whatever version strain that it is. They know that they're going to turn into some crazy fucked up monster, and you're going to have to fight this fucked up monster, and it's going to be goddamn terrifying. So, like, they can translate that over to the screen, I think, very easily. 
if they'll go in, they're going to have to downplay the actual zombie zombies that themselves, and then they're going to have to upplay all these weird, crazy creature effects. And if they go with more practical effects and give them almost a thing overhaul, because like a lot of those characters look like some thing shit, right? Mm-hmm. So play it up that way. I mean, do it a little bit differently. Do it in the same vein and spirit as Resident Evil and fight all these weird creature things, um, but also be able to tell a good, interesting story while you're doing so and have all of the zombie idea play a backseat and just kind of exist there. I have a question. You know what I mean? Okay. In the 2002 movie... Mila Jovovich, uh-huh. she played Alice, right? Yes. yes. Now, in this new one, we got is is Alice supposed to be Claire? Because there is no Alice in this movie. Alice was a character that they made for. Okay. The movie. Yeah. But would she have been like the Claire type? Would that have uh, been their Claire, or did they have a Claire? I don't even think they had a Claire in the <laughs> other one. No, they just changed everybody's names. They, so they, well, they adapted the, the video game and they wrote a screenplay and well what they did was like in later games so like i okay. think it was uh resident evil like two or three one of the films they brought in chris and they brought in leon and mm-hmm. they brought in claire and jill they brought all the characters in but like the one that i remember the most was like chris yeah all right so they had chris locked up in a cell through 90 percent of the film and, like, he's a fucking legacy character. Mm-hmm. He is a fucking badass that, like, goes on to form this fucking company, like, to help bring down these biological weapons. And it's like, he's fucking trapped in the basement of this fucking building in this weird box. It's you Yeah, know, so it's he's in fl- this movie, and so is uh, Leon. So yeah, well, now we and- might get that. We might get, I mean, you know, they're like, we're doing the video game. You know, like. I'm holding high We're going from the beginning. Yeah. Starting it out. We're doing it right. What they need to do, find an interesting way to tell two stories at one time. Have some badass creature effects. Zombies take a back seat. Mm -hmm. Sold American. I want to see thing. I want to see thing 1982 level creature effects happening in a 2020 movie. Yeah. By Sony. And I want it to be bad fucking ass. And I want those big ass creatures that's got the like arm tentacle that's long, you know, like real long and they're like whipping yeah. you with it. Spit yeah, poison exactly. on you and shit. Like Yeah, yes. Like scary. Yeah. Because I mean when you played a fucking Resident Evil movie, I remember creeping around on there and trying not to fucking run upon one of those things. Yeah. There's two things you always remember. The puzzles and the fucking bosses that you had to fight. Yeah. So it's like, let's do that. Let's, I mean, you can't really do puzzles in a movie. You know, you can watch some people try to figure out how to get out of a safe room or something. I some was going to say, they're doing, uh, <laughs> what are those rooms? Yeah, those escape rooms. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Every, God. They, they go in a place, it's like, all right, we got to solve the riddle. And the door it's opens. It's like, here we go. Yeah, right. Door opens, big boss, whippy arm lash. Wow, wow, spitting poison. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. We don't have any guns. Uh, We checked them all before we went into the escape Yeah, they make you check your guns. (laughs) 
can't shoot your so, way out of here. Yeah. But no, nah, if they if they hit those high marks and let the zombies take the back seat to it, and I mean the initial reveal of the zombie should be something that is very impactful because it always is in each one of the Resident Evil games. But then you are around them and you have to fight them so much that you finally just learn, well, I can walk by every single zombie in this game because they're so fucking slow. The only way that they're going to get me is if they're off camera and the camera hasn't changed whenever I walk around the corner. Yeah. You know, tank controls. (laughs) So. But, uh, last thing that I wanted to hit on, this was just a fun little article that I wanted to throw at you guys. These are Christmas action films in the same vein as Die Hard. And I wanted to throw them at y'all and see what y'all thought. Y'all ready? Yeah. Die Hard 2. <laughs> All right. It, it's set during Christmas. Okay. Christmas movie? What? <laughs> is it, uh, is it Christmas? Is it a Christmas movie? Christmas. Yeah. It's set at Christmas, so. All right. Death Wish 3. I don't know if I've seen Death Wish 3. <laughs> I know I haven't seen it. Um, recognize the guy. Charles Bronson? Yeah. Nice I mean, he'd be mustache. fucking people up. Yeah. Um, I guess. Set during Christmas. Invasion USA, Dude. Chuck Norris. Let's talk about this picture. <laughs> <laughs> In the eyes of a stranger. The unsuspecting stranger. Look at this motherfucker with two Uzis, dude. He ain't even pointing them at anything. He's just shooting them like. Hold on. They don't make movie posters like that anymore, dude. I'm going to drop it in general. Probably because people wouldn't go, but. Are you fucking. General's like, it's too big. It is. I mean, that's the movie poster for it, dude. Hey. Let me see. Says Christmas is the backdrop for Matt Hunter's return to CIA <laughs> operative status. Invasion USA pulls no punches in showing the many ways that somebody can be killed throughout the holiday season. Whether it's having your neck snapped or being shot with a bazooka, this film, which also features a battle in the most Christmas place of all, a shopping mall, mm-hmm. might be the gold standard for the Christmas action genre. I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie. I think I remember seeing this. I, I want to say this too. When they were taking the um, the shots for the poster and they bring it into the heads of the studio, they're like, what do you think? And they're like, more denim. Yeah. yeah. He needs a denim vest. Yeah. No, dude. What, they fucked up because they should have gave him like a, a denim shirt and then ripped the sleeves off. So they're all tattered. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's fucking hard like that. Yeah. Well, this is a picture of him from the film. Shooting those guns? Yeah, holding them just like... Yeah. One on each side? Is it this... Okay, well, look, look. Because <laughs> there, there's a trend here. All right, we got him holding them like that. All right, here we go. Now he's holding them like that. Now, here's <laughs> the thing, though. He's got sleeves. Please. What the fuck? What happened, what happened to his sleeves in the poster? Do they blow him off during the movie? Dude, in every picture for the movie, he's holding those two guns like 
Yeah. And they're attached to him. Yeah. That thing around his neck so he can just drop them down. They're like little neck oozies. I mean, look at this. Dude, you know <laughs> that movie's fucking a silly goose time. He looks like a porn star here, dude. Are you serious? Never mind. <laughs> Wait, let me post it. Well, let me post this. He, it's just so ridiculous. Snake skin belt buckle. Look at the... I mean, is it safe to say that Chuck Norris is a national treasure? He is, man. He is. He's very rich. Do you know that? No. Very. Let me look at it. Was it the Bowflex? Because the last time I looked, I was like, damn. 70 million. Holy fuck. I mean, he's had a long run. 70 million, though. That's fucking nuts. That's those fucking Walker Texas Ranger reruns, dude. I thought it was the Bowflex. Probably. Shit. I remember those commercials. Was it the Bowflex that he was yeah. peddling? Yeah. Yep. He was wearing so, that little know. shorty shorts, the spandex shorts. Yeah. And there was always some, some bitch chicks. that was like, she was like, I don't know, 40 years younger than he was. Yeah. He's like, that's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, is it though? Is it your wife? So next we got Rocky Four. Uh, I like to call it Rocky IV. Rocky IV. <laughs> set during <laughs> like Christmas. IV in your arm. Oh, yeah, weapon. I remember this movie. Yeah. Lethal Weapon set during Christmas. Christmas was all over the Richard Donner masterpiece. Next we got Cobra. Look at that so killer, we dude. We got a fucking sly. Look with at his that sunlight. killer with his fucking match yeah. in his mouth. We were, they were out of toothpicks. He don't need a toothpick. He's got a match, dude. dude have I seen this movie? Have y'all seen the Cobra? I think I have. If I have, it's been a long time ago. Yeah. It came out in 86, so it came out a year before I was born. Oh, movie poster holding a gun. Of course. That was the posters back then, dude. They were like, give him a gun. Here, he needs he needs something else. Uh, toothpick. Oh, I got one better. A match. Because he's dangerous. Yeah, he might want know? to set a fire. Look at him, dude. That's, wow. photo- that's old school Photoshop. <laughs> if that doesn't say fucking 80. Dr. Disrespects. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They did All a TV to... show, I think. Didn't they? Did Cobra? They? Well, when you look it up, there was a TV series that says Cobra. And I don't know if it was connected, but and it was only it was like a few years ago. Oh, that Cobra does... TV series tw- 2020 to 2021. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Richard Donner. What? I don't know. I'll look into that later. Is there Next more week. Oh. Yeah, we've got The Long Kiss Goodnight. Takes place during Christmas. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Funny movie. Takes place during Christmas. What's his name? Gay Perry? Gay Perry. Uh, Fat Man, which we watched. And last but certainly not least... The Ben Affleck classic reindeer game. 
He's the bombs of Phantom. <laughs> I remember so that... Reindeer Games. Yeah. Oh, it's got bad it... scores. Whoa. What, Reindeer Games? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the last time I watched it was probably when it came out. When it went, when, it, was... when it hit 2000. Yeah. When it hit uh, probably VHS, I'd say around that time. Because we, we, we hadn't gotten to the second Spider-Man movie, which when they were like, all right, we're going DVD. Horn <laughs> has decided it's DVD. Yeah. So we're doing it. Could you imagine watching porn in Blu-ray? Might make you sick. <laughs> it's going to be, it's too much. It's too man. much, dude. It <laughs> might make you sick. Yeah, it's too much. Like, I don't want to see all those parts. They're like, what about 4K? I'm going to pass. <laughs> I don't want to see the fucking... I don't want to see how it works. Earth Mar- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real, dude. Right. But, uh, but yeah, that's all of them. So if there's anybody out there that is like, hey, I want to watch a Christmas flick next year but i don't want it to be you know the same old fucking die hard you've got a couple options here guys you can watch die hard too yeah die hard too you can watch fucking uh lethal cobra get your chuck norris fix reindeer games you got a couple of fucking options so what a but list. yeah, guys, I'm ready for trailers. I'm working on it. I gotta build a Tesseract. <laughs> you gotta build the fucking contraption on how to do that time shit. Yeah. I went through and found what I could, but there wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, I dropped a few things in here. Rut row. Uh, hello? 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 Oh, no. I'm going to have to force an unexpected reboot. <laughs> My. Damn it. I had something on the Mac uh, in widescreen. And when I cut it back on that, it was still there and it wouldn't like minimize. So. Was it return of the Mac? Let's see what we got though. <laughs> so I dropped, um, this death to 2020. Yeah. This is like, I saw the trailer. I saw like, uh, I was on a certain website and saw it was like, what's that? And I clicked on it and I was like, Oh, that looks funny. I'm just trying to talk, waiting on this thing to reboot. Right. And it's just the, so it should take that long. It's from the creators of black mirror, but it's funny. So it's not fucked up. It's fucked up. Cause it's about 2020. <laughs> Who okay. better to direct a movie about 2020? Yeah, it was the guys from Black yeah. Mirror. Yeah. And it's shot like, you'll see, it's almost like documentary style, maybe mockumentary. Um, right. You know, 
Your computer was shut down because of a problem? Nope. It's on <laughs> purpose. Oh, now they want to file a report. Uh, you force an unexpected rebound. Yeah. Memory is RAM. Ooh. Hang on, I'm opening browsers. My earpiece is falling out. All right, Discord. YouTube. You could get a, if you had the ability to like go back in time like they did in tenant. tenant. Would you do it? Depending on how far you want to go back, it's like, would you even do it? Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm at home. I need to get some shit done, right? Mm -hmm. I spend all night playing video games. I fuck up, guys. Yeah. Or you forget to get something from the store. Hop in the well, time machine. Go back and get it. Well, <laughs> what I'm thinking is like, while I'm going backwards, uh -huh. I can be like, uh, like editing something, mm -hmm. but it'd be in reverse, right? Yeah. I mean, so Here's what you could I do. Mean, you I... could edit it in reverse. And then when you get to the other side, just flip it. Well, wouldn't it already be flipped if I go back through? <laughs> <laughs> it was. See, you're, you're right. No, but what I'm thinking though is like, you go back. Like if you fuck up, you go back. Uh huh. And then you've got like, let's say you go back eight hours. Well, you've got eight hours. You can sleep there, going forward through time. Yeah. You got to wait for that you, one little point. Yeah. Or you can just like get into it, go to sleep. You wake up, you go back through it whenever you come out on the other side. Then no time has passed, right? Yeah. In theory. For you. So you can, yeah. So like you can use that time shit as a way to sleep. Yeah. And not lose, and not lose any time. Yeah. You could stay up all night gaming. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, wait a minute. I got to go to work in an hour. I got this. Go back, go to sleep. It's a lot of work, but go back, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the when you go on. back, too, you could also game. It'd just be in reverse. Your buddies would be like, <laughs> you know, and you'd be like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you play it back the other way, you're like, oh, he's one shot. Got it. But then you remember when you go back, you got to remember, you got to, what you have to do is record the Discord conversations. That way, when you go back and you game, you can play it. Yeah. It's a lot of work, dude. You could just go to fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh, lot no. of work. Go to sleep. <laughs> if, if, like, I go in there right now at, at 10 o'clock and I'm, and I hit the reverse side uh -huh. and I, and I go to sleep for eight hours, which would put the time. Oh. Have the time set where you wake up and then go back right out. Yeah. And then come back and it would be, it'd be two o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yeah. But when you go back through, you have to wait that eight hours, right? Oh, you could sleep the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'll yeah. sleep the whole time there. Yeah. 
you could relive the same night. It's like, remember that night we got four wins back to back on Warzone? You're like, do I remember it? I relived it 15 times. How do you think we got those wins? God. <laughs> you use the fucking. Just to win. The, just to be good in games. Wait a minute, Griffin. Yeah. What? I ain't got one, I swear. Oh, man. I'm like, how'd you know that guy was there? You're like, aimbot? Because <laughs> that's better than telling somebody, you know. Yeah. You got a fucking yeah. time machine. Yeah. Cool time but machine, that... dude. It was like a roundabout. It's like one of those, you know those doors you go through? Yeah. But yeah, I got it up but... and running. All right, I'm ready. This movie's out, by the way. Already. Death to 2020. You good, Trav? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. All right, who we got? Trailer guy. <laughs> That's the guy from Stranger Things, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think she's funny. That was funny. I'm not a big fan of Leslie Jones. Yeah. I've seen my fair share of SNL with her and I'm just like, eh. I'm like, I'd rather watch Bobby Lee. That's saying (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Right. Now this is older. Have, do you guys know about this? Because I ran across Mm-mm. this and was like, what? No. Never heard of it, right? Like, when right. did this shit come out? Well, a few years ago. Um, what? Got it. Watched it? No, not yet. Okay. But uh, but I'm ready to watch this trailer. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready, Trav? Three, yes. two, one, play. QT8, the first eight. Little Tarantino dot. Okay. Joe Gage. 
quintessential Tina Tarantino. So you have these people out there that are like, well, he's, he said he was going to do 10 movies and he's he's done 10. And it's like, wait a minute now. Kill Bill's one movie. Yeah. He's done nine. Studio made him split it. Um, it's one. What the fuck? I'm interested to see that documentary, though. So this is called Cosmo Ball, and yeah. I thought Galaxy Game. Yeah. That was the first thing that came to mind was Galaxy Games. So, I haven't watched it, but you know. I'm ready. I'll put the comment in here. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. So, it's like alien fucking football? I don't know. I like that style of CGI. Bad guy. Got that Space Jam kind of vibe. Yeah. It's a foreign, I think. Oh, yeah. Which way did he go? <laughs> There's a lot going on here. A lot of fucking CGI, dude. It doesn't look bad. No, nah, I like how it's like soon. It just yeah. looks generic. Yeah. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the space jam. It look. This is what it looks like to me. If you would have turned on the TV on the Disney Channel, like the animated Disney Channel, mm-hmm. anytime during like 2004, 2005, yeah. you would have saw a version of whatever that yeah. just was. I felt that. Yeah, like they got to they gotta save the day before six, period. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it kind of gave me this kind of like feeling of like calmness at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something familiar. Four kids. Yeah. But you Only know. One like, hold on to your cosmic nuts. Your cosmic ball. <laughs> All right, what we got next here? Haymaker. I'm ready for it. All right. Comment. I bet this is about that twisted T meme. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. I didn't know this with this trailer was going. Until one day he walked into a gas station. And he hit a guy with an iced tea. That's what this is about. Oh, while Synth is playing. Wow, they got him in the movie. I know you're bald. You'll never be nothing but bald. Yeah. Fucking but kind. for once, act like you got some hair on your head and get in the yeah. game. Act like you got some hair on your head and not just on your balls. <laughs> That's you. Discount Jason Statham. He's got to do it for family. I like the thing that it says fighter action drama movie. <laughs> it kind of looks like um. <laughs> Dude that writes that crazy music, Townsend. Moby. <laughs> oh, Devin Townsend. He looks like Devin Townsend. <laughs> A big ass head. Haymaker. They got Somebody's got to pop up and say something, right? Man, they fucked up on that. You always got to have that, even like you know, after the title. Yeah. That movie had that. That trailer has the music where, like, near the end, I was waiting for the, the music to soar, and you hear the guy go like, This is my moment! Whoa, is this real? I hope it's real. Uh, Gotta be, right? It says here that this is a concept trailer. God damn it. Uh, I kind of still want to watch it. I thought it was the I thought it was a real trailer as well, but they got me. We can still watch it. I still want to check it out. Are y'all ready? I'm. Yeah, I'm good. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. I like how they put the HBO Max logo in the corner. <laughs> y'all hear the music? Yeah. That's hat. Your reputation precedes you.
at the end it's got to go Dude, if you snuck this on me, I might think it was a real trailer. Yeah. Like, this guy's doing a good job. Like, this ain't even the real trailer, and I'm excited to see it. I know. Is that when it comes out? The trailer or the, the movie? The, the, the real one. I think it does come out in April. Hell yeah, dude. It's about time for a goddamn trailer then. Yeah. I mean, if it's coming out then, then where's the sauce? Where's the sauce at, bro? All right, you got to be careful, because if you're not careful, you'll get lost in the sauce. This is a Sam Nell comedy, so I'm interested. It's gonna be funny. They're gonna they're gonna put out a trailer, and you guys are gonna like where's the, where's the sauce at? And they're like, we put it in the bag. <laughs> Check the bag. It's like no, nah, the sauce. <laughs> he brought it back, dude. <laughs> Sam Nell. We'll well, he's not too busy. many comedies. Yeah. This is like rams. Yeah. It's not dinosaurs this time. It's rams. Oh, okay. Because Mother know. Nature always finds a way. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't y'all ready? Put it in the bag. In the bag. Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, <laughs> play. I think I've ever seen him do a comedy. <laughs> You look pissed? Is that what he said? No, you're the best. Oh, it's a show ram. It is a it is a good looking ram. Damn. Oh, they're brothers. And he's got the best ram. He's like, I can't believe this fucking cunt beat me at my own game. Jesus. Fucking cockney. What? This took a serious turn. Yeah. They got mad cow. This is not a comedy. I mean, there's some funny moments here, but. Where there's a wolf, there's a way. Yeah. Got him in his house. Rams. Who writes a movie like this? Who sits down? They had to have like, you know what I mean? Had to be connected to it somewhere in their life where 
Maybe they had a grandfather yeah. that was doing like the. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, who sits down there like, all right, here's what I'm thinking. Ram. Yeah. All right, listen to me. Listen to me. And they're like, Dodge Ram? No. Ram Ram. <laughs> Ramrod. <laughs> Ram pageants. Guy's got the best Ram. His brother's got one too. His brother wins. Breaks out in a Ram pandemic. A Ramdemic? Yes. Reading my mind over here. <laughs> Creepy. Stop it, you fuck. Ramstein. I mean. <laughs> All right, we got one more. One more trailer? Yes. Lapis lazuli. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> so lapsus. Because these dumbasses going to lapsus up. Yeah. <laughs> I love these comments. Nice. 36 minutes and 14 seconds. Banana emoji, banana emoji, banana emoji, banana emoji. It's like the trailer's not that long. (laughs) Very happy. That's a bot. And then kissy face. Heart, 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 heart. heart, Big heart. (laughs) I like the first one. Ready when you are. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. The coveted crying monkey. Don't plug that up. (laughs) He runs into somebody, they're like, you plugged it up, didn't you? Welcome to the nether. Please be careful. I do it for one more, one more big score, man. So oh, he's out here running cable. He's gonna run into something. It's not safe. I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah. It it looks quirky. It looks like it's in the same vein as like movies like Prospect and stuff. Very low low budget. Yeah. But they're really tossing out some big ideas. See, he's destroying those things so they can't beat him. I would like to give that one a go. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't look bad. Just because it's it's vague enough not it's vague enough not to be written off, but the whole idea that someone's on a journey, there's a task like a movie where right from the get go, they're like, this dude's doing something and you're just like suddenly plugged into it. Yeah. He's like, I'll do it for a little while, make a little money. He's like, Is this safe? And they're like, Oh yeah. And there's warning signs out there that are like strong magnetic field warning. <laughs> Is this safe? Totally. That's why we're fucking paying peasants to fucking. Yeah. 
run and cages. robot dogs. Yeah. I bet that's, that might be out. I got yeah, to look, look into it. Word. Are we? Are we? We're watching Wonder Woman next week, right? I mean, that the, that's I think y'all really back. don't want to, huh? I mean, I think y'all really low key don't want to, and that's cool if we don't. No, I, mean, I want to watch it so we the, can make fun of. Them. I'm just we're at the part where we talk about what we're watching next week. That's why I brought it up. Sorry, Trev. <laughs> um, I mean, no, I mean. No, dude, I already put that. the work in. It's there. We got to watch it. Like, <laughs> You're like, God damn it, we're doing this. Yeah. Like, I, sp- I spent the bandwidth on it, bro. <laughs> I do want to watch it so we can make fun of it. We got to see. We, we got to answer. We, I mean, we got to watch it. If there's, yeah. if there's people online that are like, this movie is fucking awful. And there are people that I've never spoke to about my own personal feelings of Wonder Woman. Then that makes me so excited to watch this movie now. It seems <laughs> it seems that the universe has skewed their way into your view into your perception of the Wonder Woman franchise or ours. I'm not just going to pin it all on you. We 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 were cruel to the Wonder Woman film. No, we were correct to the Wonder Woman. <laughs> we didn't fucking sugarcoat it and baby it like every other dumb fuck. Whenever you go look at fucking Rotten Tomatoes or fucking IMDb or any of that shit. I think that had a lot to do, though, with like. We had all these super, you know, hero movies coming out. And wasn't Wonder Woman like the first chick movie? It's a chick, you know, and she's, didn't that come out before? Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm going with I this mean, about going there? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't really want yeah. to go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everyone was just no. like, yeah, go, yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. We're gonna make another one. And now this time they're like, "Eh, we praised you on the first one, but yeah, you know." Yeah, and we. But the thing is, is we looked at it purely from an actual yeah, film, just as a movie. Yeah, and realized the amount because think about it. If I want to watch any film from any genre with a strong female lead, there's an option out there. Yeah. I mean. There's already an option, and there's been an option in the past. Mm-hmm. That's like saying that fucking Black Panther was the first black superhero film. I was just like, "Are you fucking stupid?" Yeah. Anybody seen Blade? Like, yeah. Do you want Anybody me to seen... write you a, a goddamn list of fucking black superhero films that's came out like within the past twenty years? I think what they were going for here. Well, like, like. You know, movies with women in it. There's been movies before. I think this was like just since, you know, since the whole boom of the comic book movie, you know, since Iron Man came out, they were like, you know, well, well here, here's what I want to say, guys. I got a little bit of Native American in me. Where's my. Did y'all see John Carter? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know. What's going to be our time? Um. I don't know, man. Red man, why is your face so red? I don't know, man. But um, 
I, I mean, I'm I'm actually interested in watching it so I can just shit all over it. So, like I said earlier, and, I just want to see how. Like, what's the plot behind the Chris Pine thing? Right. I do want to know that. Which is, you know, respectable. I guess. Dude, guess who is in WandaVision? Who? Cat Denning. No. Yes. I'm so fucking excited to watch this. Doesn't that come out like next week or? It's, it's soon, uh, right? January the 15th. Oh. Yeah. So it'll be, uh, it's about two weeks from this Friday. We'll start that. Yeah, that's right. So, we starting that soon. I haven't watched it yet. I know that Adam's told me good things. Have you watched the stand, Trav? Mm-hmm. How is it? I'm doing the Italian, like, yeah. fucking mint. Yeah, dude. Let's go. I haven't seen the second episode yet, which I just was reminded about it last night. I'm like, oh, yeah. And right. so that's going to happen soon. But yeah, dude. They're doing it right. So far. So far, so good. Well, is it? They're doing a great job of just telling the story everyone knows, but with enough of a visual change that it's fresh. It's cool, like it's updated. Yeah. It's now. Um, I mean, dude, when it um, starts, man, you know, there's this, you know, you saw, you watched the stand, you saw the TV. I mean, you know, you know what happens. So when it starts out, it's like, you know, the whole, like, you know, people getting sick and shit, you know, and start dying. And it's like, damn, what a time for this to come out. <laughs> right. They, they do a lot of homage in that first episode. Oh, yeah. To the shots from the TV series. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just the fact that that's what the, the scene requires because of its of where it's being reflected by well, the book. Like, yeah, we're talking down to like everything looks almost the same as they filmed it, just with more money and a better budget. Yeah, and then now, that's awesome. Yeah, there's two episodes. I, like I said, I haven't seen that second one. They're like they're they're around an hour, or at least that first one was. Travis, the second one, like an hour and forty five minutes, something like mm-hmm. that. Okay, so yeah, and it went quick, man. Like when it went off, I was just like, damn. I, oh, that's I that more of that. Uh, I. I agree, Adam. When I, I when the second episode, when when episode two went off, because I didn't think much of it with the first, because I was like, man, most pilots are typically they're a super episode, or yeah. you know, they gotta usually kind of give a little, yeah. But when the second one, second episode was finished, so much stuff happened, and it was in such a good. The pacing is so well done. It's there's good. no moments where there's none of those moments where it's two characters and they may, you know. Kind of in the same vein as like the Walking Dead's format, where occasionally there might be two characters that you don't give two fucks about talking about some plot point with their arc. Yeah. And it don't matter, and you're kind of bored. They're doing a good job of keeping everyone's aspect of the story in the stand interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The pacing was really good. Yeah, I may uh, give that a go tomorrow and give her a. Give those Give first two episodes a watch. Yeah, I may say if Marina will check them she'll, out. Hey, she'll see. like it. You think so? Yeah. 
right. It ain't like, and you know, like, cause right now, like it ain't too far out there. Yeah. They're just trickling in. Like this is happening. You're meeting the people. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I've she'll been like impressed. it. Out of all this, I've been very impressed at Whoopi Goldberg playing Mother Abigail. Yeah. And I wasn't really too happy about that when I heard it, but I was just like, okay. Kind of fits her. Well, all, like, never mind Whoopi Goldberg, the person. Yeah. But just like, just genuinely as an actress, I guess it's just because I've all... I've always seen Goldberg in more comedy yep, style. Sister Act, Eddie. That's what I know her from. Yeah. So seeing her play uh, a very serious role in a way, like with, with Abigail, mm-hmm. particularly a spiritual leader type role, it's kind of off-putting at first, but she's killing it, dude. Yeah. Everyone is. Uh, James Madsen or Marsden. That's the dude from he's the killing it Sonic movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. Um, all the main characters that are that, that have all, all been cast, they're all knowing their, their, their um, respected characters. First episode, he runs into uh, Simmons. Mm. Well, I, I think one of the... One of the reasons I think this 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 adaptation is doing so well, or for me, is that <clears throat> I feel like they finally figured out, at least in long format, yeah, they figured out how to adapt King. Mm-hmm. They got this formula. Taking the, yeah, they're they're slowly figuring out yeah. the secret recipe to bring Stephen King from the book to the screen, and in, uh, you know, and you know when they're in, in the process of doing that, I hate that they used properties, <clears throat> Dark Tower, <clears throat> yeah. to try to experiment with it, and like because you know there's going to be a lot of failures with Dark, them trying to get this shit figured out. Dark Tower should have been a show. Should have been a show. In hindsight, Adam, I wish they just wouldn't have adapted the damn thing at all. Well, but if they would have done a show, man, they'd have had more time and. Well, absolutely, man. It would. It would have been a, a better time problem there. With what's like, well, we can't that show just got... got so much money. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Stephen King, whether it's a one and done book or it's an ongoing series like The Tower, King, it. If you can bear through his slow bits in his novels, you realize that there's just a large fucking scope to what he's so to whatever given narrative he's created. Right. And there's always so much because you know, the one the one the one thing that he uses in just about every one of his books for the most part is it's always a group of people against an insurmountable odd. Uh-huh. But yeah, they're figuring out the secret sauce, and I'm glad the stand's been good so far, and I I feel like it's going to continue to uh, oh, yeah. to stay stay that way. Hell yeah, I'm gonna check it out for sure. What do you do? You think just off of what what you saw already, <clears throat> because you know they're already they've been talking about for a while rebooting 
uh, the Dark Tower stuff as a series, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With um, Josh Boone's take yep. on the stand. Which is this guy, how, yeah. How would you feel if they brought him in as the... Love it. The kind of the beacon. Well, you know, he's the guy that's really good at taking a book and putting it on the screen. He met with King. Remember, we listened to that podcast dude, when he was on fucking Spodcast? Yeah. And that was years ago. When we heard that, yeah. we were so excited for his vision of the stand. Like, they were yeah. going to do these movies and this, you know, shit's changed since then. But with, just because it's a show, though, the budget is still there. Like, yes. it, it looks. You There's know, there, a there, shot it's good. In, in episode two, man. There's a shot in episode two where. You guys know the classic scene that gets brought up in the books, as well as in the original movie, that long-ass strip of highway leading off to the Kansas yeah. skyline, and you see the city all fucked up, and yeah. the roads littered with cars. Well, they do, they, they kind of do that, but they do it to New York. Mm-hmm. Or which, whichever town they're in. I'm trying, I can't remember at the moment. But you see, like, the bridges, the city, overpasses, all the fucking metropolitan area, and it's just clogged with fucking shit, dude. It's everywhere. Yeah, and it's just this crazy-ass back pan to just give you the, the, just the breadth of how much shit has hit the fan. Wow. And, uh, I think whoever, be it Josh Boone, or any other kind of director for that matter, whenever... A group of people can finally go hard on making some Dark Tower and kind of... I think it'll happen. Either a, what they need to understand. Do not explain the fucking world to us and then lead us through it. Let us as the audience yeah. put two and two together through the fucking adventure. Show it to us. Like, you... it. it <sighs> Because that's what the movie tried to do a lot. It would be like, mm-hmm. you got to do this, 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 and this, and this was created by that, and blah, 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 well, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's like, no, man, man, like, it, it's, you could Ron apply Howard the same, kind of failed us you could apply, one. you could apply the same world building tactics to stuff like the Dark Crystal, Star Wars, all that stuff. You could apply every bit of that to the Dark Tower, and you would be able to come out with a way better product. In terms of like a visual adaptation. Well, like the movie we just and, watched, every now and then they'd lay out a little bit for you, but you just had to go with it. Yeah. Just had to like, watch yeah, it, man. You just could, watch. It, it, if you're someone itself. if you're if you're someone that has to know what's happening before you see it, these are the kind of stories they're just they're not gonna resonate yeah, with you. Your person's you. not gonna fucking like them. But I mean, I don't know. I, I won't I won't I won't sit and go too. I can. Yeah, I went ad nauseum about the Dark Tower on this podcast. There's hours logged, episodes well, done. Like maybe if this guy, I mean, and already, dude, that first episode was great. Like after that, I was like, I'm in. You know, you got me. Subscribe. Maybe um, if it, you know, things are great, then they might let him get a hold of it. And King's already King gave him his blessings on this stuff. Yeah. When he laid out the plan, told him he had to go meet with King, and he laid everything out. He's like, and that's dude. This guy grew up huge Stephen King fan. Like he's like, that's the reason I do what I do. 
Stephen King's that's, well, you know, that's his everything. So you want someone be... like that and not fucking Ryan. You don't want fucking Opie making a fucking Dark well, Tower movie. You want this guy making it because he fucking, you know, he was standing in line we'll, getting the books and waiting for it yeah. to come out. And, you know, well, like he's, a, he's an actual fan. A fan. And that was his dream was to get to do some Stephen King stuff. Like, you know, he did that one movie. What was that? The, the Faults in Our Stars or something, which was a smash hit. Not yeah. my kind of movie. Smash it was it was a book that was put on the screen, so he did that, made a bunch a of money, faithful, got a name for himself. It was a faithful adaptation of the book. Yeah, everyone loved it. Yeah, you know, likes movies could, like that. So it would be cool if they found a way to do all these different King properties, but just kind of coalesce into the Dark Tower story. What they should do is let like, this guy be the what's the dude at Marvel. <laughs> Foggy. They should Kevin let him Foggy. be the Foggy of all the King universe for the shows and stuff and let him because you need that. You need that guy that's well, like, you know, no, would, you can't like, do would that because be... that's not what would happen. You're fucking up. You got to do it like this. You're going to piss like, people it would just off. Be cool to have a sh- it would be cool to have a shot where Randall Flagg's doing his thing. He's he's sitting there contemplating his, his evil mechanisms and play and everything. And then he's talking to like He's talking to like uh, uh, Renfeld, the guy he busts out of jail in mm-hmm. the stand. He's talking to him, or he does some shit, and you know, one thing or another, he's like, "Well, I need you to go do this." He's like, "I need to go. I'll be back soon. I've got to go deal with a traveler somewhere." You know what I mean? Like something yeah. that hints to. Roland's quest to the tower. Mm-hmm. Like he's gotta go fuck with Roland for a minute. I'll be right back. Him or be back. Cause in a way that's 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 Walter O'Dem's entire fucking character is it's like he shows up in Eyes of the Dragon. Like that's Walter. That, and, and like and, and that's 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 the, the the fundamentally awesome thing that I love about a lot of King's stories and how it coalesces into the tower because that's who Randall Flagg is. For those who haven't heard it for the umpteenth million time, all most of the main bad guys in King books with the RF initials, mm-hmm. they're all fucking Martin Broadcloak slash Walter Odom from the Dark Tower. Yeah. Like he's just a fucking sorcerer from another guy. dimension. But yeah, man, if you check them out and you like it and you get into the other one. We do a little talky talky about it next week or Yeah, man. I'm it's, it's worth talking def- about. Right. I'm definitely gonna give it a go. Like even though we've seen this story before. Oh, um, it's updated. M- it's a different M- person's M- interpretation. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's updated, dude. And it it's it's its own thing. It it is like and you kind of already know like what's to come, but they've like they put some new shit in. There's like new to look because I'm like, oh, that's new. That wasn't in the damn, you know? Okay, I see you. But yeah. Next week, Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. Two hour rant. Get ready for the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be We're gonna great. Question our morals next week. <laughs> Griff's gonna be Griff's gonna be fresh out of his. Quarantine, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be ready to sink them teeth into something. So hit you with that griff riff.
Oh yeah. Yeah, guys, that's it. Is that you guys good? Good. I mean, I mean, you know. Be safe and have a happy new year. Happy new year. That's right. That's right. A new year episode. Shit. Yeah. Have right. a wonderful new year. And you know, next week, you know, if if anybody comes in with some uh with some what you what are they called? Just negative shit. No, 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 no. Oh. The like what you plan on doing every year. That New Year's resolution? Yeah, the resolution. You ain't coming in with no New Year's resolution? Nah, dude. Because it never fucking works. Shit. I'm already making one. It never works, though. Just do what you want to do, man. You don't have to make a resolution. Just do it. It's the the unspoken resolution that everyone has. But I will say this. Wish a motherfucker would. I'm glad. Oh, fuck around and see what happens. You know? You might get hit with a fucking iced tea. I'm glad that in just in a fucking day or so that this fucking year, 2020 is behind us. Yeah. Fuck off. Avita Zing. Big on. Yeah. Big on. I'm not even mad about it. Yeah, no. Because usually, you know, every year it's like, man, it's another year. I'm getting older. It's not like, no, fuck this year. Let's go. Yeah. They're like. Uh, we got to hit the fucking, we got to hit the thing. We got to invert, go back in time. I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere near 2020, dude. Yeah. Fuck can we fucking, that. can we control out, delete that yeah. shit out of the fucking. I was saying that to that. people. I was like, here's what we should do. New Year's Eve, ball drops, 2020 all over again. We get a redo because we fucking lost a year, man. Okay. We lost a year. I'll. I'll... I would gladly go back and take my birthday back yeah. and everything. Because everybody's birthday was fucked. Everything was. Yeah. All the holidays. Hell, all yeah. of your holidays here recently were fucked. Like, yeah, dude, it's been you bad. You didn't get to have a Christmas. No. I missed every Christmas, everything. I started getting sick. At least you got whenever. to help them pick out the tree. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That was right before it. And that you at least you didn't miss that tradition. Yeah. Thank God. So But yeah. But yeah. That's it. Keep it real. See you in the next year. Okay, happy New Year. (laughs) 